Malista Filiki Filisokrates, Yelena Paparizu, with her fabulous new album and her fabulous songs, every single one of them hot and happening. In this one in particular, I've chosen as an introduction to our next wonderful interview and this is an interview I have been hoping and planning for a while and the time today was perfect. Yelena Paparizu of Toto Tragudi Pumolistra Akusa Metora Ren Epestrepsa and I come back, I can't escape, I keep coming back. There's something in the theme there of immortality okay and we're going to look at one of those themes well that is a theme we're going to discuss Φίλοι και φίλοι σακρατές, τη γραμμή τώρα που θα σας ενημερώσω είναι η κυρία Ιδεσποινής Λεν Τζόφι και αυτή γεννήθηκε στο Λονδίνο και μένει εδώ στην Νοτιού Αφρική. Έχει γράψει πάρα πολλά και για ράδιο και για τηλεόραση και για τη σκηνή και είναι μουσικός του jazz και διδάσκει και γιόγκα και μάλιστα έχει το δικό της επιχείρηση που λέγεται Creatrix. So there we go. I have Lynn Joffe on the line. There's a brief introduction there so people have got an idea of our next guest. Ilin, as we would say in Greek, Thelonapo, I want to say Kalimera ke Kalosorises, which is good morning and welcome and shalom and all of that. And Yasu, how's it, Lynn? <laughs> Kalimera, I love it when you talk foreign renaissance. <laughs> <laughs> and I think Wanda would like that too at some point but anyway um so lynn um it's a great joy to be speaking to you great great joy and honor you are inspired and inspiring and this is groundbreaking uh, a novel that is so so fresh so unusual so unique bleeding edge but we're going to get to those details i want to begin by just describing to the listeners the novel arrives with a postcard and you look at the postcard and it's got all these stamps and you just know this is the travel this is the journey and we are all on it in some way but we go with wonder and it spans thousands of years rich in resources and research and nuance not scared to tell it like it is you'll find many times while reading i've thought that i want to do that i want to say that but i never have but then one that does it for us so um lynn i'd like to begin i did mention in greek earlier that you were born in london and you're living in south africa obviously you've produced a multitude of storytelling projects radio tv stage i know your love i've had personal uh, experience of observing your love for writing for children and jazz musician yoga teacher voice artist ceo and you love greeks you love greeks you're a philelene i know that as well and you dance a greek step there too i've seen that too and your company creative so i'm going to hand over to you to to introduce us to this journey as we lead into your debut novel the gospel according to wonder b lazarus go for it lynn thank wow. you wow wow renos I, I, what i have to mention to your listeners as well is i am of, of Jewish origin. Yes. Um, but the first time I wept to land in a country 
was actually an incident didn't even happen at the Wailing Wall in Jerusalem. It was the first time I touched down on a on a, to, to Greece. Wow. It, wow, uh, wow. There's, a, there's a sense of, and it's interesting because the cultures are so similar, really? and, uh, and the way we in, engage is so similar. Yes. So I, I, I was. Um, you know, uh, for all that it is a book about a Jewish traveler, time traveler through history, yes. it's also um, channeling the the Greek mythology, 100%. which um, kind of predated mm. the, the monotheism, if you like, yes. With, yes. with with the gods behaving like us, yes, and and the muses who were never known in history. So, what what I wanted to explore in us was basically the idea there's there's an there's an anti-Semitic yes. myth of the Middle Ages of the wandering Jew, right, and it right. was created by probably the religious, yes. and it was re-engineered and post-engineered, and this idea that anti-Semitism has survived yes. and, and is kind of embedded in the human psyche in some way. I wanted to explore wow. that, but okay. I wanted it to be funny. Yes. yes. So I wanted to take a really serious subject and, in, and <laughs> explore it through a fictional voice who could send it up in a way whilst being deadly serious yes. beneath. And it hits harder um, that way. It definitely does. <laughs> well, if it wasn't funny, you see, and that's it's, it. So, so I don't know if the listeners know. So I, at the grand old age of five and 50, registered at Wits for a creative writing MA course. Right. It was, it was time. I mean, for all the things you told me that I've done, I don't even recognize myself, but I, there, there was an, there was a need within me to, to write fiction, to actually do a creative project that wasn't briefed by an agency or required by there a corporate right. or, right. or Driven by some external force, right. and so at, at a very mature age, I believe, right. um, I, I I wrote the the uh, the uh, it, it was a creative writing piece for this, but it would had an academic bent, uh-huh. if you like. I get you. Yes. And yes. so, uh, two and a half years that it took me to write the book under the auspices of this, it was then um, very luckily and fortunately and blessedly picked up by a very well known editor in South Africa, Alison Lowry, yes. who helped me develop. The, the the varsity version, if you like, into a publishable ah, novel. Right, right. So sure. yeah, it was a five year process and and counting. We don't count COVID as a year. No, you know, we no. write it all. <laughs> <laughs> so, Lynn, before we get into some of the other details that have come up, won't you tell us when you write? Where, if if we had to, in some way, see see a day in your life. Where are you sitting? Is there a special place? Are you looking at a, at a particular area? Are you, because I, I just know from your artwork and, and your life partner, Halua, you guys are really different in terms of you, you're not scared to do the stuff that maybe the majority are scared to do and to try. It's, okay, I'm going to answer the last thing first. I think that fear is what, what prevents most of us from following our dreams, if you want to call it that. What yes. will happen? Right. What will people say? Yes. Will yes. I earn any money? Yes. Um, because I am of a more mature age, I think, and so why it maybe took so long, was that none of those issues entered the... In other words, I kind of banished fear. Right. In okay. a way. Mm-hmm. Um, but the writing room, and it's, you know, Virginia Woolf said every... All, all any woman needs is what, a hundred pounds a year in a room of her own. Um, <laughs> and, and in fact, I had never really had a room of my own. Right. We, 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 we built a studio onto the house so that, so my, my writing room was the, the, the corridor between recordings and my writing. Uh-huh. Um, there's a gym upstairs, there's right. a 
there's a cellar beneath, I, I, there was a mezzanine level, I, and, and eventually, in fact, and it's very advisable, the nook, there's a nook in our lounge uh-huh. with two windows. I, I dreamt of an owl desk, I called it the owl desk. I've oh, found my, wow. you know, one of those 19th century, you oh. know, blotter things that I've always wanted. And in fact, from my bedroom to my, up to my writing room now is about five meters. Jeez. And you get up and you, like a zombie, and you go and sit at and that desk. You don't it. take coffee. You don't pat a dog. Right. Um, so, so the so the um, discipline, I would say, which is yes. really what got me through this. Right. The, right. The, the discipline of sitting down every single day in that nook um, has has paid off, if you like. Yeah. But I did need I needed a space that nobody else entered. Right. That was mine to to mm. to own. I had to own the space mm. and. You know, the hundred pounds was a business that I've been running for many years that, that was then able to sustain me and, right. and the business right. during the writing process. And I, I dare say also that in that nook, the nine muses are there. That's what I feel. I just had to share that. They, they are there for sure because, um, well, we'll get to the nine, the tenth muse in a moment. <laughs> <laughs> and and, and I'm, I must just mention that because I've done and please excuse everybody, excuse my, my, my Malungu accent. Cleo <laughs> and Kale, Irato, Utopi, Topsico, Talia, Polymnia, Melbin, Pomoni, and Urania, oh. which I do not, pr- I cannot pronounce because I only realized after I'd written that, that, you know, Polyhymnia, Polyhymnia is Polymnia. Polymia, so, yes, and so Urania, but it's beautiful. They're all so there. And, yeah, and and I must also say to your listeners, because I've been in radio, I've been I've been an audio floozy all my life. I yes. love radio; is my temple. Yes. So the whole book really had to read as a as a spoken. You hear, yeah. I hope that people can hear her speak because her dialogue is. Is, is, it's very much a heard. It's not a heard word. It's a written word. Yes. But I, yes. I, when I do the audio book, you'll please help me to pronounce these Absolutely. girls' names. Absolutely. <laughs> 100%. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So... Um, Another question that um, I know uh, the, a lot of the young individuals who listen um, in terms of artists and learning and being inspired by them, do you write... Via a laptop um, keyboard, or are you holding a pencil, a pen, out of interest? <laughs> so uh, it's a bit uh, okay. So to all of you young guys, do a typing course. To you old guys, <laughs> I, I I was raised by my grandparents as a teenager right. here in Johannesburg, right. who were were very civil, well intended, lovable, beloved. Yes, but they didn't really expect more from me than to become a secretary just like my mother right. and so I learned to type reluctantly as, as a teenager and I can now because of the years and years of secretarial that then became copywriting I can type with my eyes closed right so the, the and the laptop in, in a way I always conceived of the book being in the laptop ah, yes. even though it it works on this computer and that computer is the, the laptop so if I could sit I don't know when I went to Cancun for my mother's 80th. Yes. I could sit in the in the room separate from the family with mm. the laptop because the book was in there. Wow. I, it's very it's almost hard for me to to write it on another device, but I know it's there. I mean, yes, and in yes. fact, the actual physical physical book that I'm holding in my hand now, yes. I still can't believe that it's actually oh, on paper because it only exists in the computer. Yeah, and there was a copy on Mars when the when the they landed yesterday or the day before. Absolutely. I see that. Absolutely. In fact, we <laughs> sent it with the ship. To Mars, which, which was a previous draft, so I wouldn't recommend people read the Martian version. But, but the wonderful thing about creating wonder, you see, because 
what, what, just to give a very brief yes, and no spoiler yes, yes, alert, yes. she's ac- and I won't tell the listeners because we should read the book. She's accidentally cursed with immortality yes. in a in a right. life scenario, right. and so she so she expires, she dies, and in 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 between each chapter of the of the path through the two thousand years, yes. she meets the muses in a kind of a limbo state, a kind of yes. um, uh, yeah, the waiting a, a limbo, room. Purgatory, yes, yes called the pleroma, the pleroma, which actually yeah. comes it actually comes out of a Jungian term, but I, I like the term. So oh. in each episode when she dies, she encounters these muses, all nine, who are initially kind of almost like a Greek chorus, hello, yes, um, and then they kind of differentiate, and each one as such tasks her to return yes. to the earthly realm, yes. to, re- to retrieve some form of musical icon instrument note right. form. Um, but they're a bunch of lazy, I can't <laughs> say, be, be asterisk, um, and they're nasty girls. They're, they're, they're mean girls. Yes. And so, so the whole idea is, in a way, it's, it's a satire on the heroine's journey. It's a little bit of a satire, dare I say it, on, on something like the Odyssey. But yes. most, of these, most of these books, most of, these, most of the canon is male. Yeah, and, the majority. Uh, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so, and, and in fact, during during the the writing of it at Varsity, um, I came up. I spent a year writing character. I spent one year okay. getting her voice right. to to whatever. So I would apply it to different. That's why I'm men- mentioning Mars. I, I applied it to different situations in history that I was interested in, that I was yes. researching, that I found. Right. And then I realized that I could put her anywhere. Absolutely. I could I, I could have her on Mars, you know, some in the filter Amazing. of, the, you know, something like that. So, but eventually, because it had to be a certain length, and because I had a muse in, in between each chapter, I had to revise it and 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 edit it into eleven chapters. And the eleven chapters happen about every three hundred years in history, Amazing. so that there's a, a kind of a sway and nothing changes. Mm. In, which is again, I mean, for example, I didn't I didn't write about the Holocaust. Because the Holocaust has happened throughout history, right. so I didn't have to yes. satirize the Holocaust, which would have been, you know, quite um, criticized. I wasn't. Yes. I never censored myself. I, in fact, it's very uncensored. Yeah. But um, I also wrote a chapter about when when Wanda meets Madiba Mandela yes. Yes. at a synagogue, which really did happen in 99. Really did happen. Oh, wow. We spoke to the congregation, wow, yes. and it, it, and it's interesting because the further back you go in history, the more leeway you can take because yes. you weren't there. So I've done things to Queen Victoria and Zenobia of Palmyra that nobody can kind of fact check. But as as it became closer to to the present day, it was interesting how I had to kind of either remove people's real names, yes, or or excise them, or write into my own my own wonders ah, own because yes. she took over she took over me. Right, I was right. I was possessed by this character yes. for years. She is partly me, right, but she can but she isn't me because she's fiction. She's, it's her opinions, it's her experiences. Tied in with a lot of mine, but fictionalized. So, Lynn, won't you talk a little bit more about the element of channeling? Because I definitely, definitely can hear that. I feel that I know there's channeling that happens. And you spoke about that nook. It, there is, you, you, it's almost like you're going to a spiritual state. You can feel well, it in the writing. In, Let's 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 not romanticize it s- s- too far. Okay. Because what 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 I was going to say when you said channeling was, it boils down to concentration. Uh-huh. It boils down to, and in fact, Ivan Vladislavich once said to, <laughs> to one of our brilliant yes. MA yes. students who had written two pages the night before that were Shakespearean, uh-huh. and he said, "Why don't you write more?" And she said, "Well, I only write when I'm 
inspired. And he oh, said, wow. well, I hope you're sitting at your desk when this inspiration hits you. Uh-huh. Because the, yeah. the inspiration, uh, which is the muse-like magic, if you yes. like, that strikes yes. you, and then the rest of it is just sheer bloody hard, hard work, work yeah. that yeah. that must be made to look easy and courage. So, <laughs> so, 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 so there is there is a kind of I would say spiritual space, but to get to it, yeah. to get yeah. to it is is, and it was. I mean, I'm very disciplined and meet deadlines and Wonderful. all of that. But to sit down as. Ernest Hemingway says, sit down at the typewriter and bleed. And that bleed. is the only yes. advice, and it's not a typewriter anymore, it's a computer console. Um, I, I do, incidentally, you asked me earlier, I do write by hand. Uh-huh. Um, oh, I, do yeah. ri- I do write, you know, they talk about diaries in the hand. Yes, I, yes. But because I can... Because I can literally do unconscious, not unconscious writing, but um, musing. <laughs> because I can muse. Um, yes. You know, they also say write, drunk, edit, sober. So I could, right, I could do whatever right. I liked in the first draft, and then go, mm, and, uh, well, okay. that's not quite matching up, or she needs a different word. So, so, and, and I think that the, the idea of having a doppelganger. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I can imagine why a lot of religions forbid women to write <laughs> because you, you're cha- I'm channeling. A sense of a character, it's something, there's, there's a shift. I had originally wanted to write memoir. And I was okay. going to write the same Wandering Jew theme, and I was going to use me in the 70s as a little Jewish girl who'd arrived from England during apartheid, right. etc., and all the same events. And, and then I, and in fact, this is quite seminal, and I think for all writers, yes. I wrote, a, I, I had had an experience in real life, in my teens, as a Me Too moment. Uh-huh. This is while Me Too was going on. Uh-huh. And I was writing about this Me Too moment, and I wrote, and I'm going to give the details, and I'm going to give this, because again, it's fiction. Sure. I, I wrote, I wrote the, I wrote the words, he had me in the shadow of the temple. Mm. And then I thought, what if it's not Temple Shalom on Louis Bath Avenue? Uh-huh. What if it's the temple? What if it's wow. 33 AD? Wow. What if, and then the what if start. What if, I'd always wanted her to be Wanda. Yes. And originally her name had been Lustolovsky, which didn't really <laughs> cut it. And then when I decided, because I wanted to look at the rebirth and the, and the whole the idea of the eternal return and yes. reincarnation. Yes. And Lazarus, of course, everybody Rising. knows who Lazarus yeah. was. And in the biblical notes, um, Lazarus, who, who was raised from the dead by Jesus, had yes. two sisters. That's right. And they were... Mary, which I, I mean, really, as my Jewish roots, there were no Marys in Tuesday, they were all called Miriam. But anyway, Mary and Martha. So, <laughs> and Martha, so in yeah. effect, and, and I'm not blaspheming the Bible, I'm, I'm, I'm bringing in a story that right. came out of history, and she is, in essence, the sister of the, of the, of Lazarus who rose from the dead. Right. So, so there's, and also, Lazarus, Lazarillo de Tormes oh. was a picaresque novel that was written in the 16th century around the time of Don Quixote. Uh-huh. Um, okay. in the Spanish golden era, and I tapped into that as well. Wow. And I realized that the conversa, which are the, I'm, I'm sure people know this, wh- when the Jews were forced to convert or die, um, in, yes. the, when the Inquisition and all of yes. that, um, they were given the, the, the name converso. And a lot of converso, Jews were, uh, they think that Don, that uh, the guy who wrote Don Quixote was a converso. Lazarillo de Tormes, so I was unconsciously tapping sure. into a long wow. literary history. And then, of course, again, Ivan Vladislavich, who's the genius, said to me, Oh, so you're writing a picaresque. Uh-huh. And, I said, am I? and I said, Am I? <laughs> and I? And I went and looked it up. And yes. So, by my life on 
this yeah. earth I, I was. And because I then had a structure, so that's what I'm saying, so the inspiration, the structure, the discipline, the, the, the mm-hmm. actual mm-hmm. university, mm-hmm. sitting in a room, stroking our beards, um, putting things to right. each writer. So, so it's a combination of that, but I, I think one does have a, you know, they say when you, when you're ready for your destiny, it meets you kind of idea. Yes, so yes, I was, yes. I was, I was pulled by the string of the, the tiny inspiration. Not tiny, but the, it's less inspiration than it is just working. Right. And then you get your tiny little flashes of inspiration. You don't judge yourself until you've finished. Yes. You don't, okay, people right. are very, very self-critical. Yes. Um, but just write. And it's nice to have the first time they laughed in, in the MA. You know, we, have, we used to meet every two weeks yes. in the room. The first time that they laughed, you know, as a group. And I've been on stage and stuff. I know about making people laugh. I'm, sure. I'm a funny person. Sure. I just, I, the tears. Oh, I, I was oh, typing because I was typing up every, every word that everyone said in the whole two years I wrote. Oh, I typed. Gosh. Touch type because I can do that and look someone in the eye. Wow. I was typing and weeping. Wow. I, I couldn't, so I couldn't, so the affirmation of that had something to do with it. Yes. The fact that it was, that they got it. They because got if you it. laugh, yes. you get it. That's, yes. I think yes. that's the, the, the contract, if you like, between a writer and, and, and an, a writer and, his, and a reader, one reader. Right. Not writing for a group of people. Same way as you're an actor, yes, Reynolds, when, yes. when you're on stage and you Absolutely, act, 100%. do you act towards a thousand people or do you speak to one? One, yeah, that's it. Do you think it's similar? Absolutely, absolutely. And that affirmation, yeah. uh, you make me remember the late Patrick Maynard. My late mom was still alive and we went to the market theatre and it was just my mom and I. And he came out and he said, thank you for coming and <laughs> I will perform for you. That, what you've wow. just said... Wow. Is, is exactly what he taught me. And I was, I was, I was, I was young, you know. I mean, we're all still young. I mean, I was younger. Um, <laughs> but. We all were. We all were, yes. But, um, it is that, that one. It's, and, and it's that starfish story, you know. If you throw the one back into the sea, you've made a difference there. You've connected. And it's Aww. the universe has given you that. That opportunity to do so. So, Lynn, I wanted to ask, we're going to have a great treat from you just now when you read to <laughs> us, which is just an absolute joy and a gift. But can you share with us during the days or moments when it's, it's hard on that day or just something's not right or you're, you're troubled? How, how do you mm. deal with that? What do you do? Because you strike me as someone who's got some strategy to deal with well, that. you know, people say, you know, what is your greatest distraction? Well, life. Life, yes. <laughs> life is a hell of a distraction. It is. <laughs> not, not to offend any males out there, but it is interesting that, you know, the women raise the babies and do the cooking and, and everything else, and the men lock themselves in a dark room and write. Right. So, so, <laughs> yeah. um, by, by, my, I've got, a, I've got a wonderfully encouraging, passionate and introverted husband. Wonderful. Who, who, who mm. gave me the space. I have a, Fantastic, well, not fantastic. I mean, COVID's killed everything, but I have a business, um, a, a BEE, black empowered female business where the girls could take over. So, in other words, once all of the excuses are over, right. husband's fed the dogs, the girls have got the, 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 the production right. going, and I'm lying in bed, maybe doom scrolling Donald Trump, um, the, 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 to, to get to, to get to the desk has always been the hard to get to, 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 to get not right. distract okay. oneself right. and get to the desk. So, and there are times where nothing happens. Right. There are times okay. where you, where you picking your nose for three hours. There are times where you can write 5,000 words of not complete brilliance, but of, of you know, it's getting right. it down, getting right. it down on the page. And there, there are times where you just go, Oh, bugger. I'm just not doing it. Okay. Um, 
but but the and you know so for example writing retreats which I didn't know I was allowed to do oh. you know going for five days with one other woman that you never speak to eating breakfast in silence and going back I, I found wow. see, this is another thing I'm an extrovert you know me yes. I'm a stage yes. floozy I, <laughs> I, I, I tap dance on boardrooms this had to tap into my introvert wow. I believe into, yeah. into the person who sure. had no FOMO I, I remember uh, um, when I first started this in 2015 I was I was pacing the garden because there was a, a reading association yes um Meeting, and I was maybe going to be made treasurer or something like that. I was, I was, in other words, I was pulled out uh-huh. of this very prestigious reading for children, etc. And Herla said to me, "What are you doing?" I said, "I'm, I'm just going to pop in to the Raza meeting." And, just, and he said to me, "This. What part of your writing a novel do you not understand?" Uh-huh. And and in a way, for, and, and in fact, COVID, in a way that the, 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 the lifestyle of COVID, okay, it wasn't hectic, but. I was pretty much under lockdown for five years. Right, right. Um, I had to take it seriously, yes. and I had to believe right. sure. in, in in it. And, and wow. I think that that faith—I can say that in retrospect—it's all very well. While I was doing it, I didn't know what was going to happen. Yes. I wasn't writing for a public. I wasn't writing to be published. I mean, in the end, yes, it would have been nice, and it is nice. But I was writing for that reader, and it became my editor. I wrote mm. for one person. Um, and, and in retrospect, maybe I wrote for you, Renos. Yes, no, sure, absolutely. And and for every other person who, when they're ready, will receive, which is great. Well, you see, sorry to interrupt no, you, but no, I, no, I need to ahead. say this also to the yes, Greek yes, community yes. and the Jewish community and any other other community is that we, I, okay, let me talk, talk about anyone else. I've always been on the outside looking in, even when I'm being in the crowd, say of if you like, Orthodox religious Jews who don't right. take very kindly to me, um, or a bunch of women who are all painting their nails, which I cannot do, or a bunch of gay men, in fact, which is where I feel most comfortable, weirdly enough, because queer is not necessarily a homosexual thing. Right. It's just I've always been other. Right. And I think that this character, the real, you know, what is anti-Semitism anyway? It's the othering the of othering the other. Of, yes, yes. And, and, and this is, you know, that's where the... So the book can be read as a, as a simple, silly... Um, almost fairy tales through history it could be read like that. It could be read as, as a serious literary piece of fiction, as Stephen Fry said, a Jewish Molly Bloom. If you yes. believe what he says, or you can. Or, uh, but at the same time, there are threads beneath right. that that have a very, uh, not a very serious, but a very um, grave. They have gravity. So to do gravity with levity yes. is kind of what I what oh, I feel. I you know, mm. Tom Robbins, the Tom Robbins, the girl, maybe. I guess that's it. You know, um, I, I was telling my students, my, mat- my matric drama students, about the fact that I'd be interviewing you and they've had a look at the, some of the elements of the book because I, I do believe that there's something there for the student who's looking for a different kind of monologue or inspiration. Oh, but you know the, the myth of Sisyphus that the Greeks of have? Of it's course, right there. Opinion. Wonder, yes, yeah, exactly. The wonder is doing that as well. She keeps pushing that rock up there, and then carries on, comes back, cursed, of course, with the immortality. But um, if there is this this repeated with courage and hope. Try again. Carry on working. You will get there. Lovely stuff, Lynn. Multi-layered, yeah, multi-textured. Uh, Renos, Reno, I, I mean, I'm driving over right now because what I'm, I've been very steeped in. In Greek mythology, for some reason, it's interesting that Freud, for example, chose Greek mythology, not Jewish mythology, yeah. because it was like a little too close to home. 
and in fact, I, and I've read a lot of, of the, the Sisyphusian background and, yes. and, and, and the books that have been written, but um, is it Camus who speaks of yes. the myth of Sisyphus and he says the only time of freedom is once he's rolled it up the hill and he's got it up the hill and then it rolls back down, right? Yes. The freedom part is go, the walking back down to the bottom of the hill to fetch that oh, stone. Oh, magnificent. And, and uh, how, uh, I don't know what part of the writing process <laughs> would actually be, but there, there is a Sisyphus, Sisyphus eternal return, yes. reincarnation, yes. Yes. the same. Uh, I mean, somebody called this sort of Groundhog Day for yes, the Gentle Meets Groundhog Day. It's not, it, it, but it, but it is that uh, maybe you know because I've been asked what my feminist positionality is, or uh-huh. um, I, I have to have a position as a female. I, I haven't lived my life just being a girl and you know cutting up the patriarchy. But now that I, and especially with me too, having happened yeah. is, and, and we we are all captured. So what are we going to do about the fact that it's a, a world of patriarchal, religiously? Um, Assigned position in life right. and your own, mm. your own spirit. Mm. And, and, and yet you are still going to be, um, attacked by yeah. the, 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 the surrounding culture or whatever. So, so it's, I think that's a very deep and, and, and very apt comment that you're making that she is in effect, in effect, a very light, <laughs> Sisyphus light. Yes. Perhaps. Oh, I love that. <laughs> oh gosh. You know, our, our mutual friend Dimitri. Um, uh, if, if, if he just heard that, if, if Dimmy oh, just he, heard that, he would, be on the phone. yes, and he'll write a poem, he'll write another poem, and he'll call uh. Sisyphus <laughs> Light, oh beautiful, wonderful. So, I, when I, when we were planning this, Lynn, you, uh, when we discussed that you would share with us, there's great magic in having a writer read and share their creation. So um, I'm going to hand over to you now to introduce the section and I know you said it's about five minutes or so and that's yeah. a great joy and we'll have this on podcast as well, the whole interview. So let's go for it. Thank you. Okay, I'm just I'm going to give you guys a brief context of this because it's a very long book. This comes from about a, a third of the way through in the middle section which I call The Wandering Urine. Urine These were yeah. the years in which the, 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 the whole idea of the wandering Jew myth came about and I, I, I stacked it or packed it with, uh, with other causes, which, of which wonder is one of the causes. Yes. Um, I chose this one because it has a bit of description and a bit of dialogue, which is fun to do on radio. Yes. Um, so, Great. so this is, she's been wondering about, there's lots of things that have happened, so don't worry about the context, just hear the words. Lovely. And uh, just to give it a context, she does, she cross-dresses and disguises <laughs> because walking around as a woman in the Middle Ages was quite dangerous yes. and at this point she has and sorry spoil she is wearing a beard which I don't know if I should tell the listeners where the beard came from but she's wearing a fake beard <laughs> and she's and she's playing a fake priest huh? and she's around about she's just crossed the English Channel um, she's just swum across the English Channel and she's now in France oh, so I'm going to read you two pages with about three page two and a half pages five minutes right great stuff here we go yay it all went apricots up in Pas de Calais. It was a quarter past even song, and I was begging for bread in my payos outside the Arison curtain, killing time. Psst, hissed a buxom barmaid from the kitchen entrance. Come over here for a scrounge. You get first dibs before the pigs. Grateful for anything I could lay my lips on, I limped into the scullery and laid into the potato peelings, mm. garnished with shreds of lemon peel and creme fraiche. A small girl played at our feet, dragging a filthy ragdoll across the sawdusted floor. 
You look like a holy man, said the mother, slotting the local brew into a metal cup. What brings you to our parts? Hmm. Uh, I'm committed to the poor, I said, sticking to the mendicant script. I go where my poverty, charity and chastity take me. But your beard, it doesn't look like anything I've seen in the Abbey of St. Vast. Uh, I've sworn my vows to the bearded Benedictines, I said. We can't afford to wet our knives too often. <laughs> Do me a favor, she said. As a man of charity, one act of kindness and all that. Acts of kindness had got me into all sorts of hot water in my personal experiences. But before I could decline piously, she pointed to two damp spots on her blouse. Oh. I averted my eyes immediately. I've got to go home to breastfeed the baby, she explained. They won't let me do it on my shift. I need someone to look after Marie while I'm gone. Mm. Kid with a rag doll glared at me. But surely your boss would let you perform such a miracle at work, I asked. I've put my case to the owner. He tells me it's my problem if my husband can't keep his prick in his pantaloons <laughs> and I keep having children. If I skip out to breastfeed and he notices I'm gone, he takes it out of my wages. Yeah. Yet you manage to keep body and soul together? Barely, she said. For a moment, I thought she was going to bear all. It was already a very blousy blouse. So I, I lowered my gaze to the floor. It pays me a pittance. I, I used to be able to feed Marie from the table scraps. Now he says all leftovers will be fed to his precious mutts. She motioned under the counter where a writhing puddle of puppies soiled the sawdust. Triple canines. The astral image flashed through my mind. I'm not very good with children, I said. Or dogs. Please, she said. I'll only be a few minutes. I live a stone's throw from here. She untied her apron and shoved it at me. Serve the patrons. It's not difficult. We've got two types of Chardonnay, three Sauvignon Blancs, and our Merlot Midis Marius. <laughs> Five sous per verre. All you can eat buffet. Marie, stay with the nice prêtre. Play with les chiens. And with that, she was out the door. It was happy hour at the Arison Curtain. Strangers of all stripes bombarded the bar, demanding their litre of oblivion. The puppies circled my feet like vultures, mm. two vultures in a palm tree. For the offcuts of charcuterie, I was forced to slice and dice. Croc for messieurs and madames were selling like hot cross latkes. I juggled as best I could to keep the custom flowing, pocketing my commission in my pouch. A girl chick must earn a living somehow. Mm. I was so busy I didn't see Marie leave the taverna holding the hand of a Carmelite friar. Oh. That's where the rumor began. It all happened so fast, my beard spun. <laughs> By the time the barmaid returned, we were all out of baguettes. I was quite proud of the turnover and turned towards her, beaming, my whiskers agleam with spattered chazer and freshly spread butter. Alors? Où est ma Marie? The barmaid demanded. Right here, I said, pouring myself a fruity chardonnay with a hint of blackberry. I peered over my shoulder and saw only sawdust and puppy poop. Sartre She's gone! The kid's mother shrieked. The men in the bistro, well into their cups, looked up, irritated. Ma fille! Ma fille! What have you done with my enfant? Que se passe-t-il? asked a merchant, drawing his sword from its ruby scabbard. She was here just a second ago, I swear, I said. She must have slipped out while I was cutting the camembert. You are given a sacred task, cried the barmaid. She could be attacked by yiddles. Mm. They use our babes for the blood in their Passover bread. Mm. Oh, nonsense, I said. Yiddles are forbidden to shed blood. We drain it from our dead animals. Sorry, so, uh, um, oh, nonsense, I said. Yiddles are forbidden to shed blood. We drain it from our dead animals. We retain the essence only for sacrifice. We? Said the barmaid. She narrowed her eyes. I just want to see this decline. Sorry, I'm very sorry, that was the phone. <laughs>
No problem. Uh, it's all good. You are given, you are given a sacred task, cried the barmaid. She could be attacked by Yiddish. They use our babes for the blood in their Passover bread. Oh, nonsense, I said. Yiddles are forbidden to shed blood. We drain it from our dead animals. We retain the essence only for sacrifice. We? Mm-hmm. Said the barmaid. She narrowed her eyes. Who is this we of whom you speak? Demanded the merchant. Uh, not we. We. <laughs> Forgive my pronunciation. I, I mean they, they, they drain it from their meat. Some issue living flesh altogether. That is tantamount to a confession, said the merchant. Somebody has been killing our children and it is not one of us. That's libel, I said. Mm. Blood libel. You could get sued. Why are you defending the scum of humanity? Asked the merchant. That filth is not fit to be walking this earth. I'd heard a few tales in my time, repeated ad nauseum through the ages. I could take the famine accusations, mm-hmm. the day aside even. Everybody knew Yossi did it to himself. But I drew the line at dead babies. Uh. I decided that the farce would end there and then. I ripped off my beard and cassock and stood before them in my tattered emotion. A gasp emitted from the gathered crowd. Because I'm one of them, I said calmly. We may be a strange lot, but we don't go in for infanticide. You may have missed Marie in the street. Perhaps she simply went home. Baby killer, screamed the barmaid. Plague bringer, shouted the merchant. And then everyone got stuck in. Their anger bubbled up like a bat here in a cauldron. You killed our lot. You pulled on the wells. You spread the plague. Our currency is washless. I bunched my beard into my pomegranate pouch together with the last baguette, threw on my cassock, and showed them a pair of dirty heels. Wow, Lynn, it's gripping, and my, it works theatrically. You, um, I've got to ask you immediately, are you looking at <laughs> um, a theatrical production or a movie so, down the line, maybe? From your lips to Yahweh's ears, yeah, yes. yes. Um, uh, like I say, so, I've, I mean, this is like the, the first time I've read it aloud to to, to you guys, to, to anyone else except myself. I, I am in the process of making an audio book. Ah, okay, um, right. There's a lot of... Um, Publication things that have to happen because it's released in South Africa. It will soon be available as an ebook on my publisher's site. But we're also looking for an international agent, and you right. don't want to sully the waters. So there's a whole lot of things going on. I, I do. I it's almost it could be it can't because it's too long. But it almost could be a 16-hour one-woman show. <laughs> but um, yeah. having having yeah. spoken to you now and, and seeing. I, I want to give it a go as an audio book because I've been a voiceover for a million years. Of course, yes. Um, and, 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 and in reading excellent. it to you now, I mean, I mean, I might need you as my director because I'm not sure if, you know, if, if I read, you know, audiobooks are read by one person yes. and it's usually without accent and, and just, you know, I can read a story, but if there are six, yes. um, Russians speaking to you, I can do quite a good Russian accent. Yeah, no, um, it was gripping. It was fantastic and very clear oh, cut, clear, in, in terms of the accent and the characters and the merchant and the maid and lovely, lovely, lovely. Oh, well, then we'll have to get together after the show because I think the other thing is that because though it was a book, it's got to work on the page. Then if it's an audio, it's got to work in the ear. Yeah. Then if it's theatre, it's got to work for the eye. Yeah. You know, and, so, and somebody somebody has said, please don't ask me this question of who will play her in the, the miniseries because <laughs> I don't know. If you look at the front of the book, you'll see... Um, yes. A, a mosaic of a gypsy girl that I found from Gaziantep, which is on the Turkish border, which I, when I saw her, which is about a year and a half after I started writing, I said, that's Wanda. Mm-hmm. That's who she is. Um, but it is, it is transgressive. It is, um, quite edgy. And once the agent has done her thing, I, I, yes, I, I would love it to become that. But again, my ambition is to have 
people enjoy the, the words on the page. Yeah. But yes, given all the, uh, and that could take years. I know, I know from, from other from authors that, friends, you know, right. a book takes, it takes traction. It needs to be read. Mm. Uh, it's not, you know, a lot of people have said, is this a Jewish book? No. Mm. The character is a Jewish person, and I'm sure the Jewish community will have to say in the matter. I mean, would, would any <laughs> Greek person say, you are mocking our gods? Um, in, in terms of Apollo and Zeus and and the Muses, you know, it, yeah, it, it, yeah. I'm, I'm an equal opportunity offender in a way. Well, um, yeah, you know, well, I have yeah. I have her dancing with the with the Gopi girls of Krishna, which is yeah. um, also where the women's voices were suppressed, and he was the only one who was allowed to sing. Yeah. So there's there's a lot of, and if you look at the glyph of, of the icon of the gypsy girl, you can see that she has no mouth. Correct. And so I want She's to muted. give her a voice. Yeah. That's all yeah. Very symbolic, yeah. Right. And, and, and as we progress and travel with the chapters, it becomes a full mosaic, which is lovely. And her gaze is quite Aww. something, Lynn. Yes. Her no, gaze okay. is quite something. It's really, sure. So what I wanted to ask you now, um, we have a few minutes left. Um, I wanted to make sure on this podcast we've got all the information that should be here. So um, where people go to on social media, how they communicate with you, because I know you love interacting very, very much with people and discussing, and you're very open Ooh. to it, which I love. Yes, I, I totally am. And, so so yeah. the, primary, the primary thing to say is it is in exclusive books. It was recommended reads in December, which was very flattering and wonderful. So exclusive books online and in the stores, it's right. available and other good bookstores. Right. Online, it's available at my pub on my publisher's site, which is www.modjajibooks.co.za. Right. Which is M O D J A J I. I'm sure you'll put this on, onto some post. Yes. Yes. And an exciting thing now is that the ebook, which will not yet be on on um. What's that horrible platform? <laughs> Amazon. <laughs> it won't be on Amazon yet because we're still looking for the international rights. It's not horrible. It's wonderful. Yes. But um, at the moment, it's going to be available as an ebook, downloadable okay. as an ebook, right. also on the same. And that's going to be launched um, on International Women's Day. Excellent. Um, it's very exciting. Very. So it will be. You know, it's not if. if Overseas peeps want it, they would have to go to the publisher's site, or we can organize a book to be, you know, it's, it's frustrating in a little way that it's not available all over the world. I mean, I'm a first-time writer, let me not get above myself. Right. But I do have a marvelous shout-out from the Stephen Fry, which yeah. I'm aware of, yeah, um, yeah. which does help with the marketing quite a lot. Of course. And he's been the most amazing menshi fairy godfather I could ever have found Isn't in my whole beautiful? life. It's just lovely. Have you actually spoken to him and connected with him online in terms of... I, we, we have a relationship, right. a very a, a nascent relationship. I, I approached him with the book. I thought that he would like it. I yeah. didn't realize he'd get back to me within 12 hours. He wow. loves it. Wow. He, wow. And he, I mean, he wouldn't, I wouldn't imagine he can't endorse something he doesn't enjoy. Um, but he's, he's, he's just, it was a chance I took you know that ask, believe, receive. I believe in the book. I believe in yeah, wonder. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's wonderful when people start talking about your character that you've written in terms of being a real person. Lovely. So we've we've communicated around that, and it's it's moving. I wouldn't. Um, it's it's quite a private relationship, strangely. Yeah. And I have asked his blessed blessing, his bracha, as we call it, to be able to use his words in publicity. And oh, I'm I'm, I'm waiting on now for, after the book for for other quotes to be yes. allowed. Yes. Um, I have great respect and honor. It's almost like dealing with with royalty, except that he's a he's just a, a bloke who's refused a, a he's refused a knighthood on several occasions. Yes, yeah. <laughs> but, but what it's actually done is, I think, for also for reader for, for writers and creative people out there, like 
one person has to love it. Yes. And if that person Stephen Fry, all the yes. better. But yes. actually, you, you yourself have have dug, you know, deeper. I, I, I'm saving him for the British launch. Let's put absolutely it that way. got you, got you. You know, and, and, and his book Myth Mythos. Um, have you? Delved into that? I, no, I, I, yes, I didn't read for pleasure for many years because I was so obsessively, I didn't play music, I didn't, I didn't listen to music. I have, I've read Mythos, I've read Troy, um, he, he's, a, he's a brilliant raconteur. Absolutely. And remember, he hasn't, I mean, he's been famous for 25 years. Let, let me not, you know, also people say, well, I'm not Shakespeare or I'm not Stephen Fry, I'm not anyone, I'm Lynn. And I think the idea, and you know, because you're an artist as well, is when you come into your own. Yeah. As an artist, you, you, the, the idea that you'll compare yourself to anyone or anyone else's publicity or anyone else's yeah. book sales, you've got to get over it. There's Absolutely. a brilliant book by Anne Lamott called Bird by Bird, which I urge every writer oh. in the world to read because she just unpacks this idea of jealousy. We all get jealous and we all get, yes. you know, take rejections, become a, I've, what's happened from writing the book now to publishing the book, because when I was writing the book, I didn't concentrate on any marketing, and you know I'm a marketer, is that I've crossed to the other side now, and ah, now I realize I have right. a product, and that's a whole different that's journey. Whole different journey. But I'm so. also now writing my second book as, as through the PhD at University of Pretoria, so I am committed. Yay, I, I wow. must. It's not easy, guys. It doesn't just flow no, out. Don't no. let any writer and, tell you that. And you've got to do the work. That's where the slog. Correct. Yeah? It's hard. The sweat. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, I spoke quickly, I just, I spoke to somebody who was an unnamed woman who said, no, she'd also, she's got a book in her, but it's so hard. It's just too hard. And it's, is, it's, it's, it, you know, it's, 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 that's maybe my nature and my resilience, but mm. it isn't easy no. to, 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 to complete. And, um, that's, if I'm proud of anything, I'm proud of completing it. Yes, and then and they call it nachas. Nachas, we have nachas. Yes, yeah, nachas, have nachas, of course. Planning well, Nazis. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. Oh, Lynn, it's been an absolute joy speaking to you. As Thank I you mentioned, so much, we're going to have the podcast ready next week. Tula Kritsotakis from the station will produce it. And onwards and upwards. And let's Thank have so further much. interviews as, as things happen, please. Um, and yeah, let's see where it all goes. I, I would be, I'm so excited to expose this to some of the, of, of your, your, uh, drama students and see what they think yeah. of it. It's no, so exciting. We're going to arrange. I can't wait. For sure. Thank, for sure. Thank you. So, and thank you. Thank you to your listeners as well. Um, like the book is 295 Rand or 303 Rand without postage. Right. So it's the price of two cups of coffee. Um, <laughs> yes. enjoy it and please let me, I, and I'm Lynn Joffe on Facebook. At, at, there are millions of other things, but Lynn without an E, Joffe, um, join me, join, join the journey with Wanda. I'm, I'm so grateful for this opportunity. Thank you. Bravo. Karisto para poli. Wanda, Karisto, and, um, all the best. And much love. Karisto poli. Karisto para poli. Okay. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. 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 Bye.